All right, welcome to the One Shot Podcast. Uh, we are here wrapping up our week at the Super Bowl. We've had a blast. Uh, we've gotten to talk to some incredible athletes, uh, incredible people, people that are changing the world, you know, whether it be Shelly, CEO of Sleep Number, um, you know, the American Cancer Society that are just impacting lives everywhere. Uh, but I think one that we've been the most excited about, yeah. mm. uh, who this might, well, officially your first podcast. It is. After yeah. being named to the National Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, DeMarcus Ware, former teammate. We, um, we had a cup of coffee together in, uh, in Dallas. Yeah. But, man, you are an icon in the city and in the league, and we just appreciate you joining us, man. I'm glad you guys invited me on the show. I remember, what, a couple weeks ago we were yeah. just talking. And uh, good seeing you too, and you yeah. too, Ben. Yeah, yeah. So, man, thank you guys for inviting me on. And I see you brought your Super Bowl ring. <laughs> I see you got the bling just like hanging out have, there. I have one. You have many. Those suckers are huge. I'm, 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 I'm surprised Darren didn't just I'm, go I'm like afraid. this and just let him cling in his right, pocket. Right, right. I'm afraid to bring mine. He has a couple. <laughs> you know, a couple weeks ago, you two did the press conference pre, you know, before the announcement. Yeah. And man, I got a little nervous because y'all were so good together. I was like, Darren's going to replace us. Yeah, 100%. With the Marcus. They're going to start their own podcast and take off without us. So that was, that was I, awesome. I had a great time with him as we talked about what we went, went through, you know, college, yeah. high school, so on and so forth. And it was a lot of things that people didn't know. Yeah. Because yeah. people yeah. think they, they see the final product. But they don't know the start yeah, the of how everything yeah. actually goes. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and I agree because there was things watching that interview with you two. There was things I learned about you, and I feel like I've gotten to know you over the last five years or so. Yeah. And but that's what's great about like this Super Bowl experience is you bring a bunch of people into a room that can connect and relate. Right. Right. that nobody else understands and mm. so just great stories come out we had dinner with another couple and it's just it's nice to be able to relate to that and that's what's really cool about events like this yeah. is getting everybody in and then yeah. go have some fun and, and have some good food and have some drinks and have a great time yeah, yeah. And you don't know who you're gonna meet you don't and it's so true it's so true and i'm back home like yeah. this is home this is where i was born and raised <laughs> man and I'm, I'm running into people that i hadn't seen it's, it's a little different for me because I'm running into people that I hadn't seen in 20, 25 years. Yeah, yeah. And I'm out at, I'm out last night and saw a friend from a long time ago, and it's just good to catch up. Yeah. And it's that, I, it's that locker room vibe. It is, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you yeah. what, like, all of us have played or done something and been in a locker room, been a leader some type of way, and when you ask a player, what do you miss most? This is what yeah. you miss. Yeah. That camaraderie, that having fun, the stories that you can tell, the all the battles, right? Yeah. And it's like yeah. we're getting together and we're doing that. Yeah. yeah. So the road to the Hall of Fame was a long one. So let's let's go back and and let's just let's quickly run through kind of your story upbringing uh, because it's just impressive. I mean, to make it there is impressive, but then just to know your journey coming out of a smaller school and making the impact that you did there and then the immediate impact you made in the league for America's team, yeah. nonetheless, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was impressive. But let's let's go back to the beginning. And I think, I think uh, it, it all started in apartment 56, about an 800-square-foot apartment in, uh, in Auburn, Alabama, uh, in the projects. And, um, you know, either cutting grass, selling Cokes at the Auburn University football game, or working in a chicken coop. Mm. 
either one of those two for 25 cents an egg. And I was, I had, I would probably pick about 100 eggs a day at least. Were you slinging right. eggs? Oh, I was slinging eggs. Slinging eggs. Right now, yeah. I'll just imagine slinging eggs today. Right, right, right. Oh, they, they are high. Right now, it's on par with the drug use. Right, right. It is, exactly. So I, so I um, was a wide receiver, and I thought that that's where I was going to end up. 185 pounds, slow as crap. Uh, running a 4-7, and I got one scholarship to Troy. Actually, OCU Manure helped me get that scholarship. Mm. And Tracy yeah. Rocker um, came in and he was like, Demarcus, if you get out of detention, y'all heard what I just said, mm. mm -hmm. I give you a scholarship. Mm. And OC's vouching for me to come down to Troy. So I come down to Troy and they say, Demarcus, we want for you to wear number 94 and we want you to play defensive end. I said, what? Mm. Wide receiver. <laughs> The defensive end. But wait, wait. Had you ever rushed a pass uh, to this? Uh, no. Never. What? No. Have I played rover. I played rover and defense uh -huh. on defense, and they were like, see ball, get ball. Yeah. Right. They were, that's how it was. Yeah. And so when they told me to put my hand down in the dirt, and OC was on the other side, OC weighed about 280. Ooh. OC was big. Yeah. That boy with, 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 with Davin <laughs> Williams. Yeah, with Davin Williams. Yes. Yeah. OC, I'm in there playing a six technique. They say, you're going to have to learn how to play a six technique. I didn't know what that was mm. yeah. until I had to get in between oh, the tight end and that tackle. On the field. And it was bad. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So um, I got the freshman 15. I grew three inches. And what, four years later, um, 6'4, 250, mm. running a 4'4. Oh, so it wow. was, it, it hit me late. Okay, okay. So let's talk about that, right? You talked about. Because we had the same problem in high school, uh, whole speed issue. I, man, speed never. <laughs> well, hey, I was going right? to say, <laughs> ain't like it's ever changed. Hey, I was going to say, he said four seven slow. I'm sitting there thinking that's pretty fast. That's <laughs> moving. But what was it through college that I mean to go from a four seven to a four four? That's that's a real jump. Once you get below four seven, mm. like every tenth of a second, yeah. that's that's yeah. a lot of progress. Yeah. So what was it through that pro that pro was it just like you hit maturity at that point and your body yeah. developed? Yeah, my what body my body developed from cutting grass <laughs> every summer, from picking eggs every summer and being out there in that heat. Yeah. And to be honest with you, not partying as much, not yeah. sacrifice. I, I sacrificed so much. Mm. Um, one of the biggest changes in my life that made me not want to go back home, I went back home, I was at this party, and my cousin actually got hit across the head with a gun. Mm. And there was a knife on the ground. Mm. I picked the knife up. As soon as I picked the knife up, the guy that he was fighting with, the gun was right here at my head like this. Mm. And I, I mean, I, I still feel it to this day. Mm. And I, and I dropped the knife and I said, this isn't me. Mm. I walked away from it. He put the gun down and I told myself I'm never going back. Mm. And that, that, that was a changing point in my life. Right. Yeah. Mm. To where I said, I'm not going back home. I'm gonna do whatever I need to do mm. to get the job done. Right. Mm. And from that point, Something happened like the Grinch and my heart got bigger. Yeah. Mm. And I knew from that point on, I said, nobody's going to stop me. Mm. That, I mean, that was like that turning point in my life. That story, man. man. What a great story. Isn't it crazy just the way that God moves, yeah. does things in your life, mm. puts you through trials, puts yep. you through. And we look at it like, why would you do that to me in the moment? Like, why would you put me through that? Sometimes you need that push. You do, man. Sometimes you, you need that push. Sometimes yeah. if it's mama, 
You're doing it for mama. Yeah. yeah. If, the, if, if your parents aren't there, you're doing it for grandma. Yeah. Which you talked about your mom. Yeah. yeah. Whatever that is, it's something in your life that catapults you to be something bigger than yourself because you sort of look outside of yourself and you start thinking about something bigger, which you can't even fathom, uh, and then something great happens. Yeah, and the commonality between the two of you specifically, just because you all are sitting here, is, is when you're driven by what you just said, something bigger than yourself. Right. There's guys, and, and you've played with a bunch, mm -hmm. i played with a bunch, you played with a bunch, that are great players, mm -hmm. next level players, but when there's something bigger than themselves, yeah. when you're playing for yourself, there's a ceiling, yeah. right? but when you play for something bigger than you, yeah. Yeah. that's when you get a gold jacket. Yeah. That's yeah. when you get a gold jacket. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you get three rings. Yes, yes. And so, I mean, it's just, it's, it's incredible, it gives me chills, man, and, and sorry you had to go through that experience. But you know what, I needed it. Yeah. yeah. And so, I guarantee you wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it. You wouldn't change it. I, yeah. Even to this day, you could yeah. probably feel when I start talking about it, mm -hmm. I, fuck, I wake up. Yeah. yeah. I wake up a little bit. Yeah. And that's how it is. And that's how I play. Every single time I put those pads on, mm -hmm. I, I got that feeling. Yeah. And that was, it was like, God put his hands on me every single time I put the pads on. And he started pressing that X button like Madden. Mm. Yeah. And he started playing that video game. Yeah. Right. So that, that's the way I felt, and you probably felt the same oh, way. Absolutely, absolutely. So when, is it, when did, you, did you know that you could make the transition, because you played at a smaller school, that you could make the transition to the NFL? I knew that I could make, a, make the transition when I played at LSU against Marcus Spears. Mm. I didn't know how big Marcus Spears was, mm -hmm. but I also didn't know how big Andrew Whitworth was. No. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. I, and I had to play against Andrew Whitworth. Yeah. Uh. And they were talking the whole time. He's the best tackle in college. Uh -huh. yeah. And you got Marcus Spears over there. Both of us were, it was the, what, what's the defensive line? Outland? Outland. Outland, yeah. Yeah, and I was up in there with him. And I'm like, I'm from Troy. And this is from LSU. Right. Yes. I'm, I'm on the same level as him. Yes. But I got to go against Whitworth. Right. And Whitworth, in the interview, he said, this is the fastest guy I'm ever going to go against. And that gave me the confidence that, you know what, you can probably do it. Mm. And I beat Whitworth a couple of times in the game. Yeah. And I said, okay, he's the best yeah. in college. And if I can beat him, yeah. I'll be all right. Mm. Yeah. So what was, what was your level of passion for the game? Like you said, hey, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be that dude. I'm going to go get it. But did you, was it more of like, hey, football is, is a means to an end for me, or I just love playing the game? I love competing. Okay. And that was my outlet. Yeah. Um, if it's playing chess, I want to beat you. Yeah. If it's checkers, I want to beat you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this was an opportunity for me now to use my body and get out there and compete. And it was, you know, people say it, it's the X's and the O's, but they move to me. Yeah. And so I said, if I can get out there and compete and do this, and nobody's going to throw a flag if I throw a guy down. If I punch him in the face, they're, they're going to let me get out here and do this? I'm not going to get arrested. I'm not going to get arrested for this? Cool. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. I get to destroy people. I get to destroy people? They pay me for and this. they're going to pay me for this. Not in college, but after college, well, you're going mean, to pay me to do this? LSU. Yeah, no, no, LSU. Yeah. Nowadays, with everything going on, I would really like that. There, there's a big lesson there because it, it, you seem like a person that no matter what the – career was you were going to excel yeah you had that mentality mm -hmm. and that's what i've been doing a lot of thinking about lately you know i think about kids and the direction we're headed you know mm -hmm. suicide depression everything's yeah. up and i think part of it is a lack of purpose yeah there's a lot of things to it mm -hmm. but 
So I think that's a great lesson in that mm -hmm. no matter what you're doing, it's the mentality you take to it. And whatever door opens up for you, that is your door. Mm -hmm. Own it. Mm -hmm. Because now with the social media and everything that's going on, you say, well, then I'm going to look at Woody's door. I'm going to look at your door. I'm going to look at your door and say, well, then why did he get? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, no, what do you have? Mm -hmm. yeah. And you use that opportunity to the best way that you can because when you do that, another one opens up some type of way because you went 100 yes. in that. Yes. yes. It's like you got to live that. Yes. Yeah. Don't live somebody else's life. Right. Live your own. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that goes to the identity. And we'll talk about the transition for you. But that's that's a real deal is when your identity is in a foot as a football player. Right. Yeah. You can work really hard, but that co that goes away. Yeah. Right. Your identity has got to be a competitor. Yeah. Nobody can take that away. Yep. from you. Yeah. Yep. Your identity has got to be in something bigger yeah. than yourself. Yeah. Nobody can take that away from yeah. you. Yeah. So when you transition, when you change, that is constant. Yeah. And like you said, now you're ready for that next door. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I love that, man. Yeah. You're, you're a prime example. So let's talk about that kind of draft process, um, what, what that experience was like, and then, and then ultimately landing in Dallas. I went to um, six visits, and um, my last visit was Dallas. And I, um, <laughs> and, and I, and I ended up um, actually not going to Dallas. Mm -hmm. Jerry said, I have, we have our guy. The day before that, it was they had visited with Sean Merriman. Mm, yep, mm, yep. So they go back into the what they call it, the war room. War room yeah. yeah. And Jerry's like, no. I want Demarcus as my guy over Bill Parcells. Yeah. So they had a dollar bet mm -hmm. that mm. <laughs> if Demarcus averages eight sacks in five years, Jerry wins. If I don't. Bill Parcells win. A, a dollar bet. A dollor <laughs> bet. I have that dollar right now. I was actually, saying, in, talking about that? Hey, you have that dollar? A do I got it. That's oh, the most I got a dollar with this. Yeah. A dollar bet. I have that over. dollar at home. <laughs> if Jerry lost, he would be able to get Jerry Jones's jet for a whole year and travel anywhere he wanted to travel. Mm. But Jerry said, if I win, you don't get in the jet, and I want for your lady friend to come with me in the jet. Oh. <laughs> And Lord, have mercy. Oh, he, 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 Lord, he will we, tell you that story, too. Going. Yeah. <laughs> we got all kind of stuff. We do not condone human trafficking. I was just going to say, we actually combat human trafficking. <laughs> but it was, it was cool and, and to, to see that, you know, they had that bet. And guess what? Now I average, what, almost 12 sacks for 12 years. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's a cool thing to, to go back and, and they, him tell that story. He actually uh, told it uh, to NFL Network. Yeah, I think it was like a couple of days ago. So yeah, and that's, yeah, that's wild, right? See, everyone gives Jerry so much flack, right? Yeah. For, for being too emotional, being too attached, and liking a guy. Then you go look at like Bill Parcells, who's a legend. Yeah. Right. In evaluating talent mm -hmm. and, and and correcting yeah, broken yeah, broken yeah. trajectories yeah. and teams, and you know Bill was this one way, and Jerry, who was who's criticized, way. was spot on. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, nothing against. Nothing against Sean or anything, but like, yeah, here you are. And because Jerry has this intuition, yeah. right? He sees guys for who they are. And yeah. sometimes, like everybody, people disappoint. Right. But Jerry really, I think, has this ability to see through a person and really see at the core of who they are. So talk about that. You played in one of some of the All-Star games, right? What did you play in? Which, um, the Senior Bowl. The Senior Bowl, mm -hmm. right? Okay, talk about that experience. Mm. Okay. Because I, I know just from other scouts that were there at the Senior yeah. Bowl that you showed out at the you Senior know, Bowl. You know what? I got invited to the Senior Bowl late. 
So Larry Blakeney, my coach, knew the head guy that was that did all the scouting yeah. and everything. Mm -hmm. So one of the guys got hurt. Mm. So guess who they invited in? I was like third string. Mm. Huh. And I get out there and I'm saying, dude, y'all let, let me out here. Right. Yeah. I drove up in that 1982 uh, Mar Mercury Marquis. I yes. seen a lot, a lot of Range Rovers out there. <laughs> I drove up in that thing. Who were you playing? Huh? Who were you playing? What kind of music were you playing? Something was thumping on uh, that. You know what? You know, I probably, <laughs> those, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an Al Green guy. You're an Al, oh, I like Al Green. Old school, you do, got it. Do, 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 <laughs> love and happiness. I mean, cranking it up, baby. That, like, I, I had to. Yeah, right. Had my suit on and I got out of the car. You know, they got their jogging suits. They got velour, <laughs> velvet suits. I just walk up in that men's warehouse suit. Yeah. You know, you got to have the blue shirt with yeah. the yellow hat uh, yeah. with the khaki pants. Hey, you know what I'm talking hey, about. It's hey, that look. Straight from church. It was straight from straight, church. Straight, church. Straight, church. Actually, I probably look like a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I get there and they said, hey, Demarcus, why don't you try to rush the passer? And I'm looking at them like, all right. And I go against the top tackle from Alabama. I just crush him. Yeah. I was trying to prove a point. Mm, yeah. I was a small guy because you got Marcus Spears, you got yeah. David Pollard. Yeah. I'm looking at them like, wow. Right. Look how they're, they're monsters. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to go out here and do what I need to do. I know I can rush the passer. Mm -hmm. So I crushed the dude. And then they said, well, DeMarcus, can you play L5 on the kickoff? Yeah. I'm going to do that too. I go down there busting head. Doing what I need to do. Oh, okay, cool. DeMarcus, you want to play something else? Whatever y'all want me to play, I'm going to play. And that's how the senior bowl happened. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, I got invited to the combine late. Yeah. So you weren't even on the combine late. Nope. So you were, Ooh. yeah. <clears throat> so, so I heard the story. I didn't, you know what? I'm not hearing this story from you. I'm hearing it from a couple scouts. Right. Years ago. Right. The senior bowl, people were like, who is this dude? In that marquee, right? It just drove up playing Al Green, but they, they they basically said when you came in and they saw you the athleticism, they were like, "Oh, this dude is different." Yeah, you know? and you you just blew up the charts. Yep, I was a seventh level. round draft pick before I got to the Senior Bowl. Probably not uh, uh, undrafted, even though I had, you know, I was with the Marcus Spears yeah. with the Outland Award and all that. It didn't matter because my, I went for, came from a small school. Yeah. Right. And they were like the transition from wide receiver. Then to defensive end, <laughs> and in the combine, we need for you to go play linebacker. And I remember driving 45 minutes every day to Montgomery, Alabama, mm. to figure out how to drop. Mm. I didn't know how to drop. Hey, I know I, space is something yeah, different. Oh, and space is a totally different. <laughs> I still don't like space. <laughs> trust me. Yeah, trust me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Cover three. So I went to the senior bowl. They said, "Demarcus, what do you know about cover two, cover three? I can sit here and tell you everything about it. Right. But if you told me to do it, that's right. a different. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about it and doing it are two different things. Yeah. I couldn't do it. No but guess what? Uh, it worked out for uh, me. That's right. That's right. So. I want to hit on like the small school idea and and right now parents are in my way too involved in their kids recruiting process and it, and it becomes more about the parents but like I, I've got a I've got a good friend um, whose daughter's a, an elite basketball player mm -hmm. and kind of going through this like do we try to get to a power five school do we try to get to this do we try to get or do we go to a smaller school what's like your advice having gone to a smaller school I went to Fresno State so it's it a small school as well um, what is, what's your opinion on, okay, do I go to a bigger school and maybe sit and not get the looks or do I go to a smaller school and go perform and ball out? I think you go to, if it's whatever school it is, you go to a school the way you first of all going to be able to get it out there and show 
people what you can do. Yeah. And go to a school to where they got some, some nationally tele televised games. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because my philosophy was, okay, yeah, I'm going to Troy, and every single one of our games would probably be the homecoming game, and we probably lost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But... I got to go against Marshall and LSU and Missouri, like the Brad Smiths and the mm. uh, Byron Leftwich. Yeah. And they're looking at those guys on national television. Yeah. And if I can hit them a couple of times, right. they got to see me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I looked at it. Use the opportunity that you get to just make the best of it. So if they got to look at them, if they see me making a lot of tackles, like, hold on. I see Byron Leftwich, but who is this guy that keeps hitting him? Right. Yeah. They're going to start talking about you. Yeah. Yeah, they're so going to find you. They're yeah. going to find you. Yeah. They're, they're, they're yeah. going to find you. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. in this this day and age. Yes. You know, you can you can be found if you're good enough. Yeah. yeah. And that's sure. it. Is it doesn't matter where you go. No. If you don't prepare, sure. if you don't if you don't put in the work so that you show up on you game use day. it as an it excuse. Oh, I can't. Oh, coach doesn't like me. I don't get We're not on TV. No, dude. Hey, you're in this position, like you yeah. said, that door open, you're on the field. Yeah. yeah. Go get it. And you gotta go and get go it. Easy. And you gotta use that opportunity. Right. So yeah. what was it what what year were you drafted again? Oh five. Oh five. Okay. So y'all missed each other by a couple years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two. I missed by two years. Yep. Just just because he's my dude. Talk about the impact that this guy left, right? Two years after he leaves. Mm -hmm. The, the impact and influence that he left on that Dallas defense. It, it's not a left. It is etched in stone. Yeah. It's forever. The things that, you know, he's done and the groups that he got to play with and the things that he did. When you go to a team that have a blueprint, yeah. and I, I consider him to say he will be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, and I wish he would have been in there. We would have been yeah. bumping right now, right? But when you go to a team and they talk about, you know, the Darren Woodsons and the guys that he played with and you have that blueprint, it was like the sky was the limit, yeah. knowing that we can do it. And they all, and it all felt like each one of them guys came up the same way that I did mm -hmm. from nothing and they just worked. Yeah. Um, so it, it was a really cool experience. And as I keep learning more and more about them, I keep saying that this is a cool ass fucking dude. Yeah. Like I knew that when you when you play, but you're blinded because yeah. you're like, I just got to do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now you see how it all started, how you're sort of part part of that mm -hmm. now. And um, it, it was just cool, man, to, yeah. to see him walking around the facility. When you see guys that are legends yeah. walking around the facility yes. and showing you how it should be done. <laughs> yeah. So I got a dude. question for you. Yeah. yeah. So you've seen all that. You've seen, you know, the guys that were before you, you and, and, and including myself and other guys, what they've left behind. When you talk to the people in Dallas, currently today, a lot of guys in Denver that you played with, Von Miller and all that, Von will tell you in a heartbeat, dude, you showed him so much how to be a pro. Even when he was playing at the yeah. one of the elite levels, mm -hmm. he felt like you took his game to the next level. What is it about mentoring guys now Good. that you feel like it's just bringing you joy because it is joy. I'm watching you working with Micah Parsons yeah. and some of the guys, pass rushers today, mm -hmm. and I think you need to be more selfish. Yeah. I think you need to just work with the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't need to be going in any other place. Exactly. Teaching other people exactly. to move. I got you. you. I hear you. I hear you. But what is it, man, about that? that what's the passion behind mentoring these young guys now? Um, in college, somebody did that for me. Mm -hmm. And... I did it, they did it so well that I had an opportunity to either take their position, right? 
and that guy was still there and he had my back. Mm. In the NFL, the same thing. The Greg Ellis's, the Jason Ferguson's, the Larry Allen's, the Flozell Adams. Mm. Yeah. Taught me so much. And I proceeded mm. and went further. Mm. And I thought to myself, okay, they put themselves second mm. and they saw some in me to make me be a vessel not just for myself, but for them too, because yeah. I, they, they're living in me. Mm -hmm. And now when I go to some of these younger boys, I instill like in the Vaughn Millers and Aaron Donalds or whoever else that I talk to, the Miles Garrett, mm -hmm. that come by the facility. And I see the things that I told them, they listen. Mm -hmm. And they play well, like Shaq Barrett. Yeah. yeah baller. Yeah. And, um, and that's what we supposed to do. Mm -hmm. It's not even a question. When you're in a, and when you're put in a certain place, you're supposed to give back. Right. And when you give back, it keeps living, and you see that. Yeah. Von Miller going to yeah. win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Aaron Donald going to win the Super Bowl. So how cool is that to see, and they call you before they need to do a speech, and they're like, hey, dude, what should I talk about? What, what should we talk about? Mm. What should I talk about before game day, before the Super Bowl? I remember what you did. Do you know how cool that is? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. That is, that is it's, it's awesome. Man, yeah, the, the analogy I've heard used is, is, is life is like, it's two mountaintops. Mm -hmm. You spend the first mountain to climb for personal success, mm -hmm. seeking out what you want to do with your career. And then you spend that second one exactly how you're saying, in service of others. Yeah. So you've accomplished what you want to accomplish, and then that second mountaintop is what is Yeah, what and the thing is, you can be at the bottom of that mountain, and you can still give. Mm -hmm. But only certain people are going to listen. Yeah. yeah, because they're gonna feel like they're a little higher yeah. on that mountain. Yeah. But now, when you're up at the top of that mountain, yes, they listen even more, so you're able to impact more people. Yes. So why not give? Yes. Like why not? Yes. It's like it's inevitable. Like why? Why? Why yeah. not even do it? And that's a good point because I think a lot of people listening or watching this, like, well, hey, I'm not a Super Bowl champ. I'm not a Hall of Famer. I'm not first round pick. I'm not this this. So why why would someone listen to me? But what you said, and I hope that people grabbed it, was some people will listen. That's people. Mm -hmm. So influence, impact those people for the better because, again, the more you do that, the more you personally grow, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's accountability for yourself. Yeah. Yep. And then, two, is just the more people you help, it's exponentially happy because then they're going to help somebody. Yeah. 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 So I, I love that, man, because that was one thing I struggled with when I played. You know, I'm, I'm in the locker room with some of these guys, and I'm like, man, I'm a fullback, like, Nobody cares. Nobody cares what I say. Nobody cares what I do. Now, talking to some of these guys, I was like, dude, Klutzy, like, you were just that dude that I looked at that mm -hmm. was just, just did it, right? You, mm -hmm. were, you were a dude that, like, I learned, like, how you treated your wife, how you were with your kids, yeah. like, how it you were with something. your faith, how you, yeah. it, it doesn't have to be, yeah. like, the hoorah, like, yeah, exactly. pump them up. Oh, man, yeah. so true. But, like, live, live as an example yep. of what you want to represent. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I love that, man. And, love and the thing is, it might, yeah, you see guys, wide receivers, a lot of guys just making plays all the time. Mm -hmm. But when their fullback makes a play, they don't get a lot of the touchdowns and all that. But when they do make that play, though, yeah. like how impactful is that? Yeah. Which you already know. Yeah. And, and now they're like, holy cow, like that, that guy actually did contribute. No, he'd been contributing his whole time, smashing yeah. his head against that <laughs> linebacker while this other guy gets to now run and get all so y'all celebrate when he got his touchdown. Oh, y'all no. came off the Dude, like first time. Because I feel like he was a linebacker. Like I feel like he was a linebacker. History, you're like, wait a minute. Like, he scored? Yeah, exactly. Hey, he scored. Did the whole defense just <laughs> fall down? <Dude. laughs>
dude. But I enjoyed it because I feel like a defensive guy scored when the full back. That's right. That's so true. That's true. All right. Well, D-Ware, man, we appreciate it. We could go all day with you, man. We got to get you on back in Dallas. Dallas, man. We got to get you back on. I enjoyed this. We are so happy for you, man. It couldn't have happened to a better guy at the Hall of Fame. And, man, we're just we're so proud of you, man. And before we I know before we leave, I know we said we want to close with this. The only way you get to this point, the only way you get to the point and where we are now is getting your rest. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And sleeping good. Yeah. yeah. That's why we're here with sleep now. Yeah. Yep. Right. I mean, it'll change my life, change yours. And we know that if we, the faster you can get back on the field, the better you'll be in the long haul and have a long career. Yeah. Right. And, you know, 80% of guys right now, they got a sleep number bed, yeah. which I already know that. Yeah. And um, I always say, they say, well, then why you love the bed so much? Yeah. I said, when you can get in the bed and it, and it hugs you all through the whole night, yeah. somebody hugging you, yeah. and you sleeping good. It feels cuddling like you. Cuddling you. Mama cuddling you in the bed. That, that so means, that means a lot. Hypothetical here. If you'd have had a sleep number smart bed, yeah. Rookie year. Oh, rookie year. oh rookie whoa! Hit two hundred sacks. <laughs> two hundred sacks for sure. We slept on a cot. Oh yeah. You slept oh, like a cot bed in oh, Marriott. Yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, there you dude. Go. Oh, actually, God. actually, you know, we used to go and get in college. We got the little crate. Remember the crate? Uh, the egg crates. Yeah. Oh, the egg crate. Oh, yeah. I got oh, the yeah. egg crates in uh in, oh. at, at the um. In training camp, I went and got the egg oh, crate. Right. And put it on you go in the dorm rooms and you'd stack two mattresses, and then you yeah, yeah, and egg crate. Yeah, and if you had some pull, you could come in with the big egg crate. Right. Otherwise, or, or get two twins and put them together yeah, and make a fool. Now look at you. Yeah, you got a sleep number. I got a sleep number, man, baby. Finally arrived. Yes. But man, we appreciate you, man. All the best. Enjoy this weekend. You deserve it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.